Welcome to Save It for the Drive, the podcast for voices of women veterans. I'm your host and veteran, Ingrid Kennedy. Join me as I interview lady veterans from all branches of the military and eras to hear their stories, challenges, and triumphs. This week, I'm going to introduce Cecily Rowland. She's an Air Force veteran with a career spanning across 1985 to 2007. And I'm really excited to hear about all your experiences, Cecily, some of which include the time when we served together and you were my supervisor as the superintendent of nursing services. So welcome to the podcast, Cecily. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't we start off with you just kind of talking a little bit about why you decided to go into the military and and that whole process? Well, it wasn't any particular reason, but I was older when I joined. So I was 29 going on 30 and 30 was the cutoff time. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, asked a couple of people, should I join the military? And, you know, especially sometimes guys know I wouldn't do it if I were you. So I said, well, it would only be four years. And you know, four years is a short, when you're older, four years is a short time out of your life. So I said, I'm a join. And I joined, said for four, and it ended up being 22. Yeah. And what were you doing? Um, were you like working? Um, were you living in Chicago? Or what? what uh, where were you in your life when you were thinking about well, I lived I lived in Chicago and I worked at um well first Chicago, which is Chase now. Mm-hmm. And um so with Chase they well, they would give you time off to go to the mil if you want to go to the military. So I went to a recruiter and I all the only service I really wanted to join was the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So I went to the recruiter and you know, talked to them and then they said, Well, you need to lose some weight. So I started working out and running, you know, so I could get in shape. So I lost my weight and then came back and enlisted. But mm-hmm. it wasn't anybody. I mean, I knew people in the military, like a, a lady that was um, went to my church. She was she had been in and she but she was in the army. But my thoughts were Air Force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was anyone in your family ever in the military? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, my father was in the military and then I had a couple of cousins in the military. So and an uncle who lived in California, he was in the military. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have quite a few relatives that were in the military, you know, but it's not like I really. had talked to them about it and a friend of the family, he was in there. And um, so I talked to him to see, you know, what he thought. So. And you initially enlisted into the reserves, yes. right? So um, how come you decided to do reserves as opposed to active duty? Well, because I was, like I said, I was working and I was older and I said, I knew what, I had a set goal in mind. My goal was to go there, do my basic, do my um, training for my job, and then just come back home. That, okay. Uh, no rhyme or reason. I just, mm-hmm. I had a, something in mind that I was going to do. And yeah, yeah. because when you're younger, you can, you don't, you're just getting out of high school. So you don't have a career yet, but I had a 
career at the bank and he had been yeah. working at the bank for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you decided we were thinking about going into the military, was there some kind of reason why you wanted to do that? Was it just like a wanting to serve your country or were you looking into like, like the different benefits to, that you could get or, or was this something that you always had in the back of your mind that you wanted to do? Well, kind of wanted to serve, but it was just something in the back of my mind. I didn't, I really didn't think about the benefits till I got in there. And mm-hmm. then I said, well, I mean, you know, like after I had been in there a while, then I said, well, because when they closed down the reserve unit, that was, I was in 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm not going to get out after 11 years because they said, if you got out now, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't get anything. So in they, terms of like retirement right. benefits. So they that. grandfathered some people who had maybe like 12 or 14 years, but people who had le- 11 years, they weren't going to get anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I said, 11 years is a long time to be in a, you know, in the military and not get anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll transfer over to the guard. And then when the guard moved down to Scott Air Force Base, that's when I moved down to, went to Scott. So we did carpooling to go down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Air Force basic training was at Lackland. Yes. So, um, so that was 1985 when you went to Lackland, right? Right. And so, and so how, what was it like at that time? Well, I was only, well, it was a female dorm only. Mm-hmm. And it was nice, you know, um, but you're still, I mean, regardless of your age, you're still nervous because you, it's something new. You've never been in anything like this. So you get kind of, you're kind of nervous. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, it is a stressful. Right. Time. And everybody in my unit basically were a little younger than me, but I was surprised it was some women that were about, you know, about my same age. So I don't know if they made it where they saw the age of people coming in and tried to put these people together, you know, like the same around oh, okay. the same age, but we did have a lot of younger people in there. Okay. So like the first time I got there, you know, the, um, I guess a TI, she, we have female and she said, I said, madam. And she said, do I look like a madam? I'm not running a brothel, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause a madam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That is so funny. I'm not running a brothel. Oh my god! I I think it, like to be a TI or a drill sergeant, you have to be have like such a quick wit mm-hmm. to make those comebacks, right? Because it is just hilarious. Some of the things that come out of their mouths, exactly. You know? I oh think I was gosh. supposed to say yes, ma'am, or whatever. You know. Yeah, it's not whatever the greeting that right, you're supposed exactly, to say. Right, exactly. Did you feel like, because so when I enlisted, I, I went to basic training, mm-hmm. I was 17. And it was my first time away from home. And I was incredibly stressful for me. Do you feel like coming in a little bit older that maybe because you were more mature and had already had some life experience on your own was a little, little bit a little bit more easier, not easier, but just like you're able to yeah, well, adapt a little bit. Right. Better. Because um, when you, like I said, when I came in, uh, I belonged to this other organization. It was the Knights of St. Peter Claver. And we would go 
to conventions and conferences and stuff like that. It was like, like maybe a week or something, but that gave, I traveled some, <clears throat> you know, so, mm-hmm. and um, like I would go on vacation. So being away, like, what is it? Six weeks and then 10 weeks. It, it wasn't a big deal, but it was mm-hmm. a deal because you're number one, you worried about your job coming back. Cause you, want to make sure you got a job when you get back you know but like I said the bank was real supportive and they saved the job you wouldn't get the maybe not the exact same job but you would get a job paying the same amount and everything but I was blessed to get the same job that I had when I came back but I mean yeah Yeah. it's kind of do they have the same laws that they have in place now for when you go away for like military duty that there there's like federal laws that say that they're your civilian employer is supposed to hold on to your job. Well, I think before they just did it, um, you know, because I guess it was the right thing to do. But then when Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Desert Storm happened, mm-hmm. then they really made it, you know, that it's a federal law that they have to give you a job back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you, you're just lucky that your yeah, that Chase employer was, was yeah, that they were reasonable that, and and mm-hmm. you know had good faith and to keep right yeah first chicago was a very good company mm-hmm. and they um you know back then they looked out for their employees so it was a uh, and you know the person i worked with was a nice person too he was very nice yeah mm-hmm. oh that's so helpful when oh, you're in yeah, the garden right. reserves to have a very supportive civilian employer mm-hmm. it makes exactly a world of difference you mm-hmm. know um Okay, so you were, did what was your job that you went into right away? Was it medic or was it like nursing services no, right away? No, it was or? medical. And so when I went to the recruiter, I don't know if this was, he just said, well, what job do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'll be a surgical tech. Uh-huh. So, so I picked that job and that's the job I got. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, my, okay. So, um, so then, you know, I went to, uh, uh, tech school for surgical tech and you know you go through the motions of you know participating with uh you know doing a surgery or assisting in a surgery mm-hmm. so i mean I, I don't know if i always want to be in medical but like at the bank i was in like the accounting finance area mm-hmm. so um i just picked something different i didn't want to be in the same thing i was doing on my siblings so yeah I picked something different yeah and i just said well i want to be a surgical tech uh-huh. That's awesome. And um, so how how long was the surgical tech school? Ten weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any memorable stories from basic training or your technical school mm-hmm. that you want to talk about or share? Well, just the one about the madam thing, that one. And then I think one time I left something, you know, at, at it's squadron and then I was coming back from lunch and then the commander was there and he asked me, Well, where are you going? Because you know you weren't supposed to be walking by yourself anymore. Yeah. And then I started, Is this in basic training or yeah, then I started oh. crying or something. And oh <laughs> but he was, but he was, I yeah. mean it it was I mean, basic training, tech school. I had yeah. no problems. They yeah. I mean, it was just like You just did your real, thing. It was yeah, because like I said. I had a plan and I had a purpose and my purpose was to go there, do what I had to do. Yeah. And then just come back home. 
So. Yeah, you had like, you know how people say that you need to have your why, like mm -hmm. why you're doing something mm -hmm. um, with whatever challenge you're doing. So you kind of, it seems like you had that. Oh yeah, definitely. Down. And like I said, I, it's not that, um, that I didn't have anything to do, but it was always something I wanted to do. And I said, I'll try it if I don't like it. Four years. Yeah. Is that four years is a short time. When you're older, four years is mm -hmm. nothing. When you're young, four years seems like a lifetime. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then you were stationed with the 36th Air Force, Air Force Reserves, yes. which was at O'Hare Airport. There was the whole military side of the airport. Right. <clears throat> um, was the guard there as well at the same time? Yeah. Okay. So the reserves, we would meet on, I think, one weekend, and then the guard would be on another weekend, I think. But sometime we would be the, out there at the same time. So Okay. But, and then, I mean, I really didn't, I mean, I knew a few reserve, I mean, guard people, because, you know, when you had to work there together, but I really didn't meet a lot of guard people to our transferred over to the guards you know, okay so, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and um so what when you were doing your drill weekends and stuff as a surgical tech mm -hmm. what types of activities you, do you do was it mostly like training or well it was mostly training but we would come over to um we would come over to Heinz mm -hmm. uh, on the weekend some weekends and then we would um work in the hospital over there, uh, you know, so we could get a, a better understanding of what we had to do and everything. So okay. we wouldn't stay out at the base. We would come to Heinz and do our training. All right. It was kind of nice, but I didn't live, I didn't live where I live now. I lived in the city. So it seemed like such a different place to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, when you were in the reserves, are there any places that you did went for annual training that were interesting or like what 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 kind of airframe did you guys fly there? Um, was it because we do the tankers with the guard, but um, I think it was basically the same. Well, with the reserves, where did we go? I think now I'm trying to remember if it was with the reserves or the guards that we went to like um, Japan in England. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember. But that might have been with the guard. I think that was with the guards. So I'm just trying to think if we did a um, a lot of traveling with the reserves. Mm, no, I can't think of it. Um, okay. Did you um, have to deploy for Desert Storm, Desert Shield? Yes. And so um, I got called up and, you know, we were going to deploy. And so they, for because I was going to go as a surgical tech. So I think mm -hmm. it was three of a three or four. One, two, three. And then with me, four. It was four surgical techs. So I was kind of upset, though, but they sent the men, because it was three men and me. So they sent the men overseas. And then I went to Scott to backfield. Backfield on the active duty base? Right, at Scott. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. So you just worked in the medical center there because right, they exactly. probably had a, the full functioning hospital. Right, at that exactly, time. exactly. And then we would get patients from um, overseas, you know, that would come into the hospital. Like I think it was 
you know, one person, you know, their foot. Like a, yeah, no. Did yeah. they have to amputate? No, they didn't. Foot? Just oh. had to, you know, take care of them. Yeah. But, um, so, but yeah, we just worked in the hospital. I mean, I just worked in the hospital. And, you mm -hmm. know, when, you know, when the whole group is going overseas, you want to go to, I mean, not that you want to go to war, but, you know, since you work as a unit all the time, you want to go with the unit. With your people. Right, exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah, that mm -hmm. kind of, that's too bad that you got separated from. Right. I mean, there was a couple of people that didn't go. Another, um, uh, Vanessa went with me mm -hmm. to Scott. Mm -hmm. And it kind of worked out because I had relatives down there too. So it worked out in my favor. Yeah. Because my well, grandmother nice. was down there. He had a cousin down there. Oh, that's mm -hmm. good. Right. So like say if on the weekend, then we could go to my cousin's house and she cook a big dinner. Yeah. Which was nice. And take care of you a little right, bit. Right, right, right. Oh, that's But nice. it you know, but like I said, it's um, you know, when everybody's going, you wanna go with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean you still still get activated, but it's different, you know, not right. overseas with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like everyone has their role to play. Oh right, right. You know, even if it's not like the overseas role. Right, because every every job is important. Mm -hmm. You know. So because mm -hmm. the people who were at the hospital had to deplore overseas, so they needed people to fill in for them while they were gone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh so how long were were you on orders then for mm. to backfill? Was it a long time? That no, you were no, there, no, it was it wasn't like very long. Right. So I think, cause was it in January? Let me see. I'm trying to see, cause I think it was only there January to April or something like okay. that. Okay. Uh -huh. So a few months you right. had to back exactly fill. exactly. Okay, mm -hmm. and then you got to go back. Came back, back to right to the right. Uh -huh. Okay. Have you had any other deployments as a reservist? Well, mm, no, because mm -mm. I went to Italy. But that wasn't, you know, that was like for annual tour. Annual tour, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Okay. What was your favorite annual tour when you were reservist? I'm going to say Japan. <laughs> so you got to go to Japan with them? Yeah. And the best thing about it, going to Japan, was that um, we went on a commercial flight. Oh, really? <laughs> How unusual. <laughs> it was a commercial flight, so it was really... It was a lot nicer. It wasn't like you were freezing your butt off no. in a tanker. <laughs> no, it was, it was. It was like I mean I hate to say it like going on vacation, but yeah, a little bit more bougie, <laughs> <laughs> right? So did they? Did you have to wear your uniform when you went on the, over? To yeah, to Japan. No, I mean not, for not annual on the tour. not on the plane. No, but when you're in. Oh yeah, of you, course. Not. Yeah, because you're working, you have to wear your. Uniform. I was just wondering because when you're in like a travel, like. Mm -hmm. uh, Travel no, no, because no, because it was a commercial flight, so everybody just wore their okay. regular clothes. And what base were you at? Mm. Do you, were you on at Okinawa? Were you on an Air Force base or Navy base? We Air Force, I think. What well, maybe because we were at uh, I forget what base we were at. Okay, yeah. But were you working in the hospital in yeah. surgery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were. Well, yeah, working in the hospital, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any interesting surgeries you've ever gotten to see? Well, yeah, they were doing like a 
what was it? I think a heart surgery where they had to take the vein out the. Oh, the vein harvesting. Ugh, yeah, it kind of <laughs> like a bypass, right? It looked. I think I got. I mean, just kind of watching that, it made me kind of nauseous, you know, sick. Yeah. It looked like they were pulling a worm out of your, you know. So, I mean, cause the. the uh huh. But other than that, <laughs> that was all. Kind of that was kinda, the that was kinda, the uh that kind of got yeah made me kind of yeah wanna, uh throw up I think so. <laughs> <laughs> right but, but yeah uh huh oh that's funny so um and then why did you decide so at some point so you were in eleven years and then did they close down the uh, where did all the reservists go after they well, left O'Hare because they. Because they had, it was like BRAC, right? Like base realignment and closing right, exactly. where, you know, after Desert Storm, a lot of, I think that was after Desert Desert Storm, where a lot of bases were getting closed because there wasn't, you know, as much of a big mm -hmm. defense budget right. and, and they needed to reduce their resources and have a smaller footprint. So a lot of bases kind of got closed down and had to like realign with other bases. So um, at that point, the... The um, what year was it that the reserve unit went closed up? The reserve unit they closed was it in nineteen ninety six. Ninety six, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm counting saying nineteen ninety six because if I got in at eighty in nineteen eighty five and I was in the reserves oh, 11. for eleven years, yeah. then that had to be nineteen ninety six. That makes sense because I got in in ninety seven, and that was I think the reserves were already gone right. at that point. So. And I think what happened was, you know, once the the reserves were gone, then we stayed at O'Hare 96, 97. And then we moved down to Scott in 98 or something like that. I think that. it was maybe 99 or. Okay, so. so when I want to say 99. Okay. But I'm not so sure. when they closed the reserves down, you know, because basically we were doing the same job. Mm -hmm. And so then they closed the reserves and then. You could either go, you know, over to the the guard, which I did. And then some people um, after that, some people went to Springfield. OK, but I stayed up, you know, in Chicago with the guard and then the guards on 90, what, 98, I guess, went down to Scott. And that's mm -hmm. when I went down to Scott. Yeah. And carpooled. Yep, and did for that, eleven years that drive that <laughs> right, right. we all did for like two, yeah for about two years, <laughs> but it worked out good for me. That's why this podcast is called Save It for the Drive because mm -hmm. every time and I I kind of talk about it in the very first episode, mm -hmm. but um, every time that Michelle and I we would drive down with each other, we if we had something good to talk about, we say Save It for the Drive mm -hmm. because we knew you, we had all that time together driving down from Chicago to St. Louis every month or to Scott. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so we would just say like, Oh, just save it, save it for the drive. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's how, oh, that's the how name you got the name okay. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So you're very familiar with that feeling of carpooling and going down. Exactly. I mean, I think it, it says a lot though, that a lot of us from the Chicago area continued to drive down because right. it was a really good group of people. And we, oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. we got, we all kind of got along really well right. and, and made that made it worth it. I think. Yeah. And then uh, cause was it Frank? They moved down there. This, cause wasn't it, was it Frank? 
Yeah. They moved down yeah, there. Yeah, like the full time right, people right, moved right. down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which made it kind of good because sometimes they would have like a party at their house and then, mm-hmm. you know, everybody would go over or they had yeah. dinner or something. And yeah. So, it was good that we had them down there and then they would yeah. invite people over. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I remember when he, uh, Frank would have the backyard party right, with the parade. Right. They, they had their like the town homecoming parade, mm-hmm. so that was kind of like a it went right in front of his house. So he would always have the party there, and that was lots of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, we all had a good time. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and um, so was it uh, was it complicated to transition from reserve to the guard? No, because. Well, so then from the reserves, then, you know, they canceled out the surgical tech part. So then I just became oh, a medical to, technician. So did you have to go back to, to tech school to be a medic? Or did they it, just kind of... I think they just transitioned. You had to do like those CDCs. Yeah, right. Exactly. CDCs, mm-hmm. career development course. To like So it's like a paper test to right. kind of cross train over to the new job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, you know, yeah, it, there's a lot of similarities right, exactly. um, with the different career fields. So, you know, you probably already knew about like medications and and, you know, different things. So, yeah. So it, it, did you it have to get your EMT license? Then, yes, I did. Um, mm-hmm. With the so then you have to go to the EMT right. uh, training class and, and do all that. So exactly. Yeah. So that, so that I mean, probably had to be like a class you had to go to right right, right exactly okay mm-hmm. but like going down like i mean i tell people it was good that i went down to st louis again because my i had a cousin that Your lived families. down there and yeah. my grandmother lived in st louis uh-huh so i could travel down there and you know on the week after we had a drill visit with them visit my grandmother because then she um, but she lived to like a hundred and one. Oh my goodness! So when I was getting ready to retire, you know, she I think she was still was living. she there? Yeah, at your retirement party. Was she? Or, no, I don't know if she. Or, I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I must have had fun either. or something. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, but I mean, like I said, it worked out good because. Once I finished working, then I could go see them, go see my cousin, then go over and see my grandmother and my aunts. And that's all my mother's brothers and sisters lived in St. Louis. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like an opportunity to go visit. Right. You know, know, because if you're up in Chicago, you know, you don't get to go down. I'm not going to go down to St. Louis every once a month. Right. You know, just to go visit. Just to go visit. Right. Yeah. But having to go down there once a month, it made it up. And then yeah. when I got ready to retire, uh, my cousin passed away. And then my grandmother passed away. So, it, I mean, it's not yeah. good they passed away, but it all it all kind of happened together. together. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And was do you feel like the culture was a little different going from reserves to guard, or was it kind? Of, I mean, it's they were on the same base, and right. it wasn't like an active duty base guard and reserve mm-hmm. unit. Not, so. No, I think, you know, because like I said, sometimes we will work together. So you knew the people when you transitioned over okay. to the um, to the guard. So it's not like it was a big difference because sometimes you would work with those people. So okay. it, um, 
it was just like seamless, I thought. Yeah. Where you just melted in and Yeah. And then the military, everybody's tries to be one cohesive unit anyway, regardless mm -hmm. of what you do. So Yeah, because mm -hmm. when you deploy, we all gotta work together. Right. Even if you're not, you know, in the same unit or whatever or you have to work together. So, mm -hmm. and that's the one good thing about the military is it teaches you how to work as, as one, one group, you know, even though we have a different job, we know we have the same, the, our goal is the same goal mm -hmm. is to get the job done. Yeah. So. Okay. And so we're thinking like, it was like 98, 99 ish that mm -hmm. we were, going that we like right. close up shop at mm -hmm. O'Hare mm -hmm. and did you were you with the guard unit when they went to Guyana there was like a trip to, mm -mm, no I didn't go oh that. you came did, I, were you did you come in after that I, I think so I didn't go to Guyana though. okay because I, I remember that was like a big mm -mm. uh a big humanitarian mm -hmm. trip that our guard unit did no but it was I like go. okay mm -hmm. the only I remember when we went to um was it South Dakota Oh yeah, to, to the Rose, Indian, to Rosebud, Rosebud Indian Reservation. Right. So that mm -hmm. was, I'm thinking, was that 2005, maybe like maybe. ish, yeah. um, that we got to go to Rosebud Indian Reservation. And right. where, where did you work when we were on there? I was in optometry. I think I just worked. Oh, I worked in the ER. Oh, because okay. remember they they had that, that big accident where oh, the yes where the um a family. And I think the grandfather died. Yeah. And remember, you couldn't, um, you couldn't, was couldn't take the clothes or something like that because they did a special ceremony and stuff with some of this stuff. So you couldn't. Yeah. Tell me about that. Okay. So let's set. The I scene. mean, I'm trying so, to. I'm trying to remember okay. exactly what happened. So but I know it was a, we, they hit a cow or something. Like that. Yes. So let's talk about that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, so that was one of the annual tours that we did. Um, I think there used to be like a rotation where, like, you would have um, oh, one year you did a humanitarian, one year you did like a home station because mm -hmm. you had HSI prep, which is like our kind of our health service inspection. Mm -hmm. And then there was one where you did, you got to do an overseas annual training. And then one where you're like in the bucket for the deployment cycle, or mm -hmm. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if they still kind of follow that, but I remember it used to be kind of like this cycle. And then in before I got in the guard, they had that trip to Guyana. Mm -hmm. And then when we were in together, we got to go to Rosebud, Rosebud Indian right. Reservation, which is in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And they have a big federal health facility there. And it was like being in a different world, wasn't right, it? Right, exactly. Like, um, it, it was like being in a different country, being on an Indian reservation. Oh, yeah, because it's certain things you could do and certain things you couldn't do, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember that accident where they hit this family hit that cow and yeah and the, I'm pretty sure it was the grandfather that passed away or the grandmother yeah and you know it was a special ceremony or something that they had to do you couldn't you know there's certain things you couldn't do with their clothes or whatever or body or something yeah like that you had to be and and one thing so what I think one other thing to point out though too is that there's like not a lot of like lights no. like, on the mm -hmm. roads. 
you have these, um, it's, and it's totally, it's like one of those areas in the country where there's not a lot of light pollution. It's very, it's like pitch black dark when you go right, outside. Right, and people, they, it's not like houses, they lived more in like trailers, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, there, yeah, yeah, and there, there was like dirt roads. Mm-hmm. So this family, they, I think they were probably traveling very fast and there happened to be a cow in the road or wherever yeah. they, mm-hmm. and they, hit this car and it, I think it probably de- demolished the Oh yeah. Cause I mean, if car, you hit like a deer or something, you know yeah. that. A, yeah. So, so anyways, we're there and, um, they, they called us up because we were mostly working during the day. And mm-hmm. so they called us up in the middle of the night right, to go to come, and they were right. to come help. And, and then they, um, but because of their beliefs and religious practices, there was like certain things that you had to do so they wanted the cloth clothing i to think do it special... was it was something you couldn't do though i mean it okay. was something that they said like don't cut the clothing or you or... had to you know like say if you cut the clothing off and you discarded it you couldn't discard it i know mm-hmm. that you, you had to, to put it, it in a bag and you had to give it back to them if okay. i'm not mis- I, don't, I mean i don't i'm trying to remember you know mm-hmm. it was so long ago but um i, I just yeah. remembered that you just couldn't discard, you know, like say if you cut your coat, if you were in an accident, and they cut your clothes off, they'd probably just throw them away. But you couldn't discard those items. They needed them back for the their, the ceremony that they mm-hmm. were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And didn't you guys get, um, I ended up not going <laughs> because... Oh, you I mean had, to the hospital? I, I wasn't in that because I had invited and some alcohol and I didn't feel comfortable <laughs> in going, but a lot of people went right. and, uh, but you guys got like, uh, written up for awards for that. I believe. Probably so. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because, I'm going to have to look back in my records and see if I get Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you got, um, like a, a ribbon or something mm-hmm. right. from that because that was, um, I mean, it, it was, it was kind of like, considered even though it was like maybe three or four people it was like for that small little er that was like a mass casualty situation Mm -hmm. they needed all hands on deck and and you guys stepped up and went yeah and that was that was a really big deal and um uh did you did you participate in that we we were able to participate in a sweat lodge did you get to do that Mm -hmm. i remember that too because you couldn't wear a skirt. I mean, you couldn't wear pants. You had to wear a skirt. You couldn't wear. You had to wear like a. If you had on pants, you had to wear like a a wrap or something. something. Right. There was special rules where you couldn't. And, and, and then remember, they did that thing where they stuck the the hooks in the gas. Did you see that part? I don't. What well, I remember this. What was this? <laughs> that was at the sweat sweat lodge. They thing. they right. stuck some. You know, like and- yeah. You know, like in the um. Like, uh, what are they? Not hooks, but uh, like an eagle claws or something. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But the sweat lodge was, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was pretty intense. So we were like in this little hut and they had, it was kind of like being in a like really, really hot sauna. Right. Yeah. And you were in there and they would, and I think they told us they were, they kept it real mild for us. But they but, had the, this, what was that? They were burning. Uh, I think it was it the sweet grass? Something, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was real sweet smelling. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, but I think there was like a lot a lodge next to us where somebody was had like a illness, like maybe they had cancer or something, and they 
theirs was more like a therapeutic sweat lodge and they made it really, really hot to, to kind of help cure that person. And so I, I remember hearing that, you know, it felt really, really hot Mm -hmm. for us, but they said it wasn't hot, really that hot. It wasn't that hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) compared to what they're used to doing for their ceremonies and that. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a, a time there where, I mean, we didn't participate in, you know, putting the, uh, like eagle hook, right in your, yeah, but they did. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I saw that. Yeah. Unless I'm dreaming or something. I'm sure. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Because sure they were doing a lot of like ceremonial mm-hmm. things. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, it was a really amazing experience. If I w- would say like, if I could ever do that again, I would do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, and mm-hmm. I just remember stepping out of there and being like drenched in sweat mm-hmm. and looking up at the sky. And I'd never seen so many stars in mm-hmm. my life. It was so beautiful. And and you just kind of felt like a new person. It was, it was really, it was, it was, it was really a nice cool. experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, a, that was a big trip we had together. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Oh, I wanted to ask you, where were you when 9-11 happened? Cause that was a big turning point in our careers is when that. Well, I started. mean, when, when, you know, when it wouldn't, when the uh, planes went into the yeah. twin towers, I was in the city, I mean, downtown, because I worked at the bank still, where I worked for yeah. a bank called BNP, which is uh, BNP Paribas, which is a French bank. So I worked there. And I remember coming in, you know, the office and thinking, oh, well, this must be like a, you know, like a, yeah. a movie or something, because you just couldn't believe what was going on. Yeah. Was going down there, yeah. You know, so. But I, I mean, I wasn't at drill that day i was yeah at work well um, just yeah, kind of like right you know city, it's one of those downtown. events that everybody remembers right exactly and but didn't they shut down all of downtown chicago like soon after that right they, so i mean we didn't stay at work i mean once that you know all that went down then they um told everybody you know to get their stuff and then to go home mm-hmm. you know but then I, i'm pretty sure we did we come back this next day i think we did you know because well, maybe uh, not. Maybe if not the next day, the next day, because you know the bank can't be closed on so many days. You know, yeah, federal law permits that. Yeah, <laughs> prevents that. Right? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So, but I was downtown at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. And um, were you involved in like? Remember when they we kind of all kind of we're preparing in case we, we needed to go somewhere where did you go down to, to base at all and help out? Um, I know that in that multi-purpose room that people were like kind of staked out and, and uh, we're preparing in case we had to get called out to go anywhere. I think, didn't they call everybody? Did they tell everybody to call us all down to the, um, I know Base. some people did, at mm-hmm. least the local people mm. were able to. I remember being in my college dorm and having like a bag packed ready to go in case I had to go somewhere. Well, y'all probably had my bag ready, but did you go on the, did you go to the annual tour when we got, we got to go to Germany? No, I didn't go to Germany. Oh no. no. That was mm-hmm. a really fun one. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go to Germany. Because had too I, much stuff going on? Maybe so. Hmm. Cause I, well, I didn't go to Germany. I know I went to Italy for something. Istris. Oh, you did? Yeah. Was that like orders? Yeah, cause we went there. Why did I go to Istris? I mean, Istris. 
because you know that's a big that, that was like on uh at the airport where their facilities were and we um i think i signed up to go there just to go i think what were you doing there just medical stuff just you know like shots or that's about it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or just filling in because um i think um, they only needed us there for for a week or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was that to like was that kind of like a stop a stopping point before people went over to the Middle East? I'm maybe? not sure. I don't remember, but I think I remember being over there. Yeah. But it was it was nice being in. Yeah, it was nice there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember where we were. Where we um. I mean, we we stayed at a hotel, mm-hmm. but we. Where we did our work was on like the Air Force on a base. Yeah. Uh-huh, right. So. Okay. Um, what uh, what would you say your favorite uh, deployment or trip annual tour was that you got to do? I would say um, maybe Japan. I really enjoyed Japan. Yeah. Was what was different. your What did you like about Japan? Well, the people, the culture, and, you know, just um, even though we had to work, you know, it was a good thing. They tried to make it, you work, you know, during the week and they tried to have it so you could, you know, go see sites on on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So um, just, you know, going to see sites and just meeting the people, riding the train and how small, how small it is. Everything, the streets are really narrow. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure that's the first place, you know, I saw a golf course, I mean, on top of a building. And I think we got to take a helicopter ride, too. Oh, that sounds yeah, cool. So that was nice. But so that yeah. was like one of your like things that you did up when you were off duty. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, well, my other good trip was to Hawaii because that's when I was uh, uh, the drug test over drug testing. Oh yeah. You, I forgot you had that. So one of the special (laughs) jobs you got to do was like, I went to the conference to, to Hawaii for the, uh, they had the conference in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. Why didn't I know about this? It was nobody ever wants to sign up for the drug testing job. And then you get to go to the conference in Hawaii. So Mm -hmm. that's the nice little incentive. Right. It it was because I had never been to Hawaii. Yeah. But it was, were you at Hickam? for that or Pearl Harbor or one of those? I think Kickham because we, but we stayed in a, we didn't stay on base. We oh, stayed at a hotel. Okay. So I guess because you know, I'm, I'm a teal- you know, what's <laughs> nice about that is the per diem. Right. So, uh, so for our listeners that right. may not know, <laughs> So when you get to go on orders and you go somewhere, you get like your, you get an allowance for your, um, oh, we, we'd have like our, we get a government credit card <laughs> that we'd use to reserve our hotel and everything. And then you, you uh, file like a travel voucher afterwards and based on where you're going, um, they give you a per diem. So mm-hmm. it's like a daily allowance for food. Right. And if you're on a military installation, they expect you're going to go to the DFAC or to the chow hall, which is super cheap to eat there. Like you can get a meal under $5 or like, it's only like a couple dollars. It's like super cheap. And then, but if you go, if you're off base, your per diem is like a lot more because you have to eat on the economy. And in Hawaii, 
that's a big touristy area. Mm. So I bet you had some nice per diem. Yeah. In your LES. <laughs> and the, a funny thing is that like this past weekend, I was in Memphis for with this other with another group, which is called a 40 plus double Dutch group. So you have to be 40 and we go jump and stuff <gasps> like that. You double Dutch? Yeah. So, <laughs> but with that group, I'm so jealous. I cannot do that. With that group, I was, you know, at the hotel. Um, and so this guy comes out, and you know, I'm just so he had on a military hat, and I said, yeah. "Oh, thanks for your service and stuff." I said, "Oh, yeah, I was yeah. in the military also." And he said, "I said, well, what you what uh, branch were you in?" And he said, you know, pointed to his hat. So I think it was like the Navy or something like that. Uh huh. And he said. I said, well, I was in the Air Force. He said, the Air Force. I, wherever he oh. went to station, he said, I stayed on Air Force Base. The accommodations <laughs> were so good. And then I went to the, the um, officers or mess hall or whatever. Uh huh. The food was so good. He said, I said to myself, I joined the wrong branch. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Air Force. He said, they had the best food that, you know, the best accommodations and the best food. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody, they tell you that all the time. You know? Yeah. Everybody's, everyone says that all the time. <laughs> right. Exactly. I get reminded <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, were you ever involved in any of the surf pee stuff? No, what's surf pee? Remember, um, so part of our, um, so part of our jobs, like during, um, the war on terrorism that like Iraq and Afghanistan, um, the guard had this big role in the homeland defense. And we had the surf pee where we had to get out like into our mop gear and do the decontamination. Oh things. yeah. Like a train. You mean the, yeah. The train? yeah. So like train, surf right. pee stands for like, uh, like sea Bernie, like chemical, biological, radiological, explosive uh ec extraction reconnaissance something like mm -hmm. there's a whole acronym well, for it but well, the only thing i remember you know we had to um put on you know put on our gas mess and go into the you know that room and they let you know oh the gas chamber right mm -hmm. plus you know you had to wear i'm pretty sure you had to wear that when you because we would be training with um putting people on litters and carrying the litters out mm -hmm. also. So yes. we had to do that. Yeah. So that kind of training, you know, yeah. we had to do. I know that. Well, they had this whole, maybe you weren't in that, maybe you weren't in that UTC, but, um, but I know like, I, like we would get special training and then we'd have to be available in case there was like a big event going on in mm -hmm. case we were attacked uh, with like a thing. So like, remember when the, there's like the, the presidential Lincoln library in Springfield opened. They had a group there that staged and ready in case something mm -hmm. bad happened. And then when they had the G8 summit in Chicago, we were over in Oak Brook, like no, waiting. I don't think. I would, okay. I mean, okay. Maybe that was just that. like right, a different. Right. Yeah. I didn't uh, have to go. I don't think. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we had like a lot of training we had to go to. Like, I think one time we were in Tennessee for training mm -hmm. and we would do a lot of drills, like kind of like field training where we would, set up the decontamination tents mm -hmm. and all that. So maybe you weren't in that group. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I remember when we used to have to go, you know, like to Alpena, yeah, right, or or, <laughs> or both, both fields, right, and put up, you know, the tents sleeping and, tents and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I right. think that was just our regular field, field trip. trip. Right, right, exactly. Did you ever go to cool school in Alpena? The winter survival. Oh yeah, I did. You did. That was nice. It was. <laughs> it was <laughs> nice. Right, it was. I you know because I did because you the thing they uh, so. You know, you have to make your own tent, you know, yes. with the leaf, whatever. whatever you find. You find. Right. And then um, that I really had a good time doing that. Did you learn I, a lot of stuff? Yeah. And, and so, you know, when you go, when you have to sleep in your sleeping bed, you don't sleep in your uniform. Yes. That you, was one thing you're like, you learn a lot about how to conserve your body heat. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I went, to, I, I didn't get to go with everybody else, but I went with uh, the Peoria unit. Mm -hmm. So that's oh, okay. how I, I got to make friends with a lot of the folks from the Peoria oh, unit. Okay. But um, yeah, now that you that was, mentioned that, I do remember going to winter survival training. Yeah, that was a big deal because yeah. so you get, there's like a whole set of equipment that's winter survival equipment. Mm -hmm. We had those bunny boots, right. remember? So they were like these rubber boots that had like an air pocket on the bottom of your feet. So your feet aren't touched like close to the ground, I guess. And then the the like, I don't know, they're like kind of like snow pants. Right. And then those and the big, the big, you're the Parker, the big gloves, big the gloves. hats. Right. Yeah. It was like a big hat that covered a furry hat that mm -hmm. covered your ears. And, um, and then you had like a, a winter type of sleeping bag and we had like a poncho, which was just like, you know, well, I, think I, was, I used that to build my tent was the poncho well, and then some okay. sticks and because I know they get, you would have like, they had some, um, what are those plastic, I mean, drape things because you would put like a, a line out there and then you would, uh, lay it over there. So it would be like a tent and then you would have to put branches and leaves not yeah. leaves but um the pine needles, cone, yeah, the pine the pine needles. needles in there right yeah because they're really good for insulating and, right exactly and then you could, you could but when you went in there to go to like i remember this when yeah. you go to sleep you, you still down. have your long underwear stripped down to your long dress, right and then, then you would go in there and get flip yourself up Ooh, yeah nice and toasty i know and i always <laughs> remember they would say like cotton kills <laughs> that was like one of the things that they because like if you so I tell my kids that all the time when they're getting getting ready like and getting their snow stuff on and I'm like like because you don't want to have like too much cotton you want like wool or like they had the poly is it polyurethane or polypro or polypropylene something that's or, not going to keep the moisture yeah so it, body, it's right. like we'll let the mm -hmm. you know it's a little bit better at deflecting mm -hmm. the getting the the moisture out right. or whatever so it's not on your body so you don't get heat loss from the moisture on your skin and that stuff stuff so that was that was interesting i was surprised i enjoyed it but i really yeah. did it was you you learned a lot i you mean you learned that you, you can survive right, right exactly yeah, it was really exactly. good you know so it wasn't you know they say um air force people are pampered but we weren't pampered there but you yeah know, you had to yeah, you had to learn how to survive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was not like you were out there for like six months or anything, but it gave yeah. you an idea of what to do if you were in that situation. So yeah, yeah, I I thought it was very useful and just oh, like yeah. in how to dress in layers to be mm -hmm. warm and 
and how to make a shelter because yeah you don't want to be out in the elements so they taught you how to make a shelter that so building a fire right exactly. yeah different ways mm -hmm. you can start a fire exactly so it was it was well worth it yeah I thought that was a good I mean, I mean, for me, never being in like a Boy Scout me, group, yes, you know, that, that that was good information. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like they go, like if you ever do like Boy Scout or like different scouting activities, right. it's like to, they do the survival mm -hmm. training too. But yeah, that was yeah, for people who had so, never been through it. That yeah. was a good, it was we nice. Went, we went with uh, this group from, so it was a Peoria unit. Mm -hmm. And then there was a group from Minnesota. Oh, and okay. um. And they were like, you know, they're northerners and stuff. <laughs> so they're used to uh, it being cold. And I remember somebody like caught a squirrel and they like cooked it up. Oh, you're and people were trying it. I don't know. I think I had my MREs. I think we had. I, I had my MRE too, but I couldn't get it warm. So I had ice okay. in my MREs and oh. I, I ate it and it was gross. Oh. <laughs> But like, you, but that's what I'm saying. Like when I was with the guards, we we went to the Philippines. Oh, when did you go to the Philippines? Not with the guard, with the reserves. With the reserves. The Philippines, and we I think we went to Philippines, Japan. I went to England. Oh um, yeah. Where were you? Like in England, were you at like Mildenhall or like? Yeah, Indy? right. I think so. And I don't think it. It wasn't a lot of us that went, or if it was just, I don't think it was just me that went. It was. Yeah, because it's a handful. Right, right. It so England, so like was it, Philippines, Japan, England, Italy. Um, now in the reserves, when you went for your annual training, was it just kind of like a couple of you going to different no, places or was it like whole, the whole group? The whole unit. When, Usually it was the whole unit. Yeah, when we, went to, when we went to, like when we went to the Philippines, it was the whole unit. When it was, okay. the, when it was Japan, it was the whole unit. But to the Philippines, we took a military transport. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. You know, because so, Garrison what did you was do in the What did you do in the Philippines? Was there, is there a, uh, Air Force Base? Yeah, because, you know, that's in, it's called Angeles, I think. It's not Los Angeles. It's almost like Los Angeles. But that's where the, um, Air Force Base was at. I'm trying to remember. It was a big explosion on a ship. And then you had, like, a, then they brought to rescue the, the, well, we didn't rescue, you know, they brought the, the, right, they brought the, 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 um, the guys who were burnt on the ship over to the oh, hospital, man. some of them. I'm trying, I might have to look on my phone. I, I don't, I, and I don't know what year that was. Was either. that like, how was that for you? Was that, was that like really chaotic or was. Yeah, but you know, I really didn't work with, with the people who got burnt, but you know, I was there, that, I think during that time. And you know, just because some people were, um, I don't know if Garrison was, I don't know if you remember Garrison, but he was in the reserves too. Okay. Garrison and Lamb, they were OR techs. So they brought those people, you know, they had to de breed. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was for sure Ken was there, but well, maybe I don't know. Okay. But I remember that happening. And yeah. they had to bring these people off that ship over to um, oh, the man. hospital. You know, because they were on the ship, so they had to come to the hospital. I'm going to mm -hmm. look it up, and then if I find out the information. I'll okay, yeah, I'll yeah. add it to the mm -hmm. notes right. of the mm -hmm. episode. You know, because sometimes stuff can, you get all jumbled up, you know, after I know. years of. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. I know, it's a lot, <laughs> but that's why we got to get the story now, be now right. before we forget more right. things. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
Yeah. Okay. How did you like being like uh, the superintendent of nursing services? Because you had all, I remember you having to be over all of us airmen. Because one of the things I think was interesting when we went from O'Hare to oh, Scott, Scott mm -hmm. is that they had this thing where you could R tap out, which was like you could retire early and they had like a special deal. Like, so people that were close to retirement. So we had this thing happen where all of our senior leadership, like our senior enlisted folks, right? everyone was gone. And it was just like you and all these airmen, you know, one and two stripers. Yeah. Well, well, in charge of yeah, things. because uh, like I know, I mean, I remember that. Um, that's why I didn't leave. That's why I did. Remember, I was telling you that's why I didn't get out because I hit the eleven years. Yeah, and, and you're you're at that turning point where you're like, I might as well just, just stay keep right and yeah, right, yeah. I know. I was talking to like another person I interviewed, and she got out right at ten, and I'm like, that ten year mark is like, mm. if you go past that, you might as well just stay in. Right. Know? Exactly. Because it goes by fast, oh, and yeah. you might as well just push through right and i see the the next 11 years went pretty fast mm -hmm. but you guys were good i mean every everybody oh you're being very no i'm <laughs> serious i mean i i don't think i had any problems yeah. everybody knew their job and they yeah. knew what they had to you know do. i think that caused us to kind of step up a lot right you know and i think we had more issues with like uh the next generation that came in maybe because we're like why don't you guys be more responsible uh -huh. you know we had to like because we i think we kind of like we lost that like higher echelon of the leadership so we we all kind of had to step up our game and i remember we had that we had a health services inspection like shortly after we moved mm -hmm. and we did horribly because we didn't have any processes in place because nobody knew what to do. Right. And it was almost like we had to start from scratch again and, and really like look at our AFIs and, mm -hmm. and figure out like, okay, what does everybody need to be doing? Making sure we're meeting all the standards. And then they, they let us like redo it. And then we, we, we what? yeah. Think? Cause, mm -hmm. cause you could get, I mean, they could, they could take, take your unit, unit away. away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If we weren't, exactly. if we weren't meeting the mm -hmm. standards in that. So, but I mean, I think, like you said, sometimes when with the group we had, they knew like the, you guys, you knew what to do. But then sometimes when you have the younger people come in, they have a different mindset than I think you, mm -hmm. you get. You're, yeah, yeah. And then we had to get out of that mentality of like, well, I'll just do it myself. Mm -hmm. in, in, instead of just being like, well, I'll just do everything. Then we had to kind of learn how to delegate and and have clear expectations and kind of learn some of those leadership skills and that was now did who who was um were you over the unit what did you do you know like when i left who was um well i think i was with did i get commissioned yet when you mm. i got commissioned in 06 okay so you were just commissioned because yeah. i left in so 2007. I, okay so I just got commissioned and I, then I had to go to officer training mm -hmm. school and then they put me in charge of immunization services. So, oh, okay. so then I kind of, cause I know uh, Jill was in charge of that. I think, well, she was like, you know, the enlisted person kind of that mm -hmm. ran it. And then, and then, um, and then, so that was kind of like my whole, like my role for a really mm -hmm. long time. Like I, I never did, I never was got up to the chief nurse position. Mm -hmm. 
So I kind of did that and, mm-hmm. and I was in an infection control committee and, and helped out with that as well. Cause I know towards the end, even though I hit that position, I was over the was it drug testing too. I thought, yeah. Well, oh yeah. Towards the end. Right. Always right. had mm-hmm. to go off and do the right, drug testing. Right, right. You and who was, who was with you, Tom? Yeah, I think uh, he did drug I forget who else was drug testing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people that were in and out of there at that job. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, that was, that because that was usually, was it Saturday or Sunday of drill weekend that you had to do that? Mm, I think it was on a Saturday. Because, you know, Sunday we did, we did some, I think we, we had PHAs or we had some, we, we have trained. Oh yeah. Training. We tried to do all the, the like stuff on Saturday. So then Sunday so we, we could train, just focus on that, right, our training. Right. Exactly. I think Cause so. you know, we, even though we only have drill one week in a month, we still have to do all the same training requirements as the active, active duty. duty. Right. So, exactly. So all of our skills for EMT and nursing services, like all had to be, make sure everybody's like, has their EMT stuff up to date, their CPR, BLS stuff, um, you know. Yeah, e- yeah EMT, right. Did, was it EMT training? Yeah. Yeah, mo- it was mostly EMT training, but then there was a little bit of uh, stuff that was like above and beyond, like the EKGs and stuff that's a little oh, bit right. ac- extra that was more like yeah, medical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was surprising yeah. how much training we got in, though. In such yeah. a little, yeah, I think, um, yeah, they did a, they, they got really good at, mm-hmm. at streamlining mm-hmm. that to make sure we got all of our right. continuing education. Plus keeping your yeah. weight down, plus making oh, sure you yes. do your yeah. many I feel, sit-ups and push-ups. And, I yeah. feel like after being out, I'm, and I'm not stressed out about it all the time, mm-hmm. that it's easier to keep a certain weight. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I well, I kind of know what you mean. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I still um, work out and do a lot of stuff, but you know. Yeah, but you're you not know. like stressed out, like oh, I gotta pass this. Oh, test. right, and you, yeah, or you're we, not gonna get promoted, right? Or you have to be a certain weight and stuff like that. Yeah, that's and, that's stressful. And they've changed it so many times because mm-hmm. remember we had to go through the body fat measurement, mm-hmm. and then there was like, oh, we don't care about your weight, just as long as like your waist and and hips are okay, like. Uh, and then it was just like, okay, just as long as you pass your fitness test. And then they did the, remember the step test? And then we had to do a thing where you like took your pulse before and after you did. Oh, like, yeah, the right. Steps. And then you had to, I remember just doing a bunch of sit-ups and, and then you had to stretch, you know, you had to make like sure you could stretch, right, oh, sit yeah. on the floor and you had to go maybe so far past. You had yeah. to be flexible. Yeah, you had to be, yeah, there was that one for a mm-hmm. while. And then. And then they just changed it so, like, women, like the fitness test used to have your waist measurement. Right. So then it was, like, the run, like, mile and a half run, or or if you did the walk, because you, you did the three-mile walk, which was not, right? Did no, you, I had to run. I, I thought I you did I, the walk. You know, or, no, I mean, I was, I, maybe it was the walk. Because I always mm-hmm. remember you were, like, the fastest speed walker I ever maybe. saw. Because it was, it was <laughs> almost... It was almost more difficult to walk than, walk than, than to do run, the run. Right, exactly. But they just changed the regulations for the Air Force. And I know it's different with all the different branches. Mm. But they took out the waist measurement because everyone was failing on that one. And they put more weights on the sit-ups and push-ups. Oh, okay. All right. 
And so do you have to I, be flexible still. No, you don't have to do that one. Oh. I don't think so. Because mm -hmm. I tried to figure out what my score would be. And I'm like, oh, I would have scored so much better because they put more. Because I could do the sips and push ups, right? Good, but yeah. I'm like a slow runner. Mm -hmm. And it was just a big pain in the butt and very stressful, like trying to worry about oh, all yeah, that. Oh, yeah, because stuff. they could put you out if you were. If you, if you didn't pass that, right? Yeah. If you got, if you were too heavy, or you were, you know, couldn't, yeah, you know, pass your physical fitness stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you can't get promoted, right? And if you're not passing, right. and then if you failed your fitness test, like, and a, you only have a certain, certain amount, amount of time. time to make that stuff up, too. Yeah, yeah. So. And it's a reason to boot somebody out of the military right. if they're not meeting standards. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, and it, it, yeah, so it kind of also depends on how flexible your commander wants to be with those criteria. So <laughs> what overall, would you say that your like, how was your experience in the military? Would you, do you have any advice that you give to somebody that was thinking about joining the military? Overall, my experience was great. Yeah. I had no problems. I mean, you know, you, you might, you, cause you're dealing with human beings, so you might have a little conflict, but overall, my, I had a great experience. And my advice is that join the military. I mean, if you're not sure if you want to go to school or you, or some people aren't ready for, I would say that, well, I'm not a school person. Some people will say that. Then I would say join the military. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause the only, the only one regret that I have is that when I went in, I had my, um, I had graduated from college. So I had my under, my, uh, undergrad, you know, my grad, not graduate, but undergrad degree. I wish I had went to, um, officer's training school. Oh yeah. When you, when you went in, did you get to have, did you come in with stripes because you had yeah, a degree? I did. Mm -hmm. So how many stripes did you start with? Like, were you like in E2? I think, anything? yeah, right. Cause you come in with nothing. But yeah, with no no stripes. But I had um, I think it was E two. I think so. Okay. Because that's my only regret. That is I, to to get commissioned. Right. Yeah. I should yeah, have. It's been a great because officer. you know. So when you, you know, if you have your um your bachelor's degree, then you can go to officer training. I think. Mm -hmm. So I should. Yeah. I should. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't do yeah, it. I should I don't have. Know. That would have been. That would have been the icing on the cake right there. Yeah. You know, so that's my one regret. You know, okay. but other than that, my military experience was I mean, I liked everybody that I served with. Um, the officers and everybody were real nice and Yeah. You know, it was it was just a I don't know how it is now, but I felt like it's just like when I worked at worked at the bank, the people I worked with was more like a family type of situation. Yeah. Now, the people I was in the military with, it was still a family situation because, you know, like um, even though they were young and, you know, they were running bucks, you know, like that. But they were still like a family situation, I think. Mm -hmm. I think everybody. Yeah. We all it, it was, it was just other. a nice yeah. group. It was. It, it was. Yeah. And what, tell me about some of these veteran organizations that you're affiliated with now and all the things that you're doing, because you're, you're doing a lot in the, the veteran community and in different mm -hmm. activities and organizations. And that. Well, like I said, I'm busy Monday through 
Thursdays, or oh, well, Saturdays, maybe Friday is my down day. Saturdays, I'm busy. Not uh, Saturdays, I'm a little. I'll be busy in the summer, so I'll go with Revelation Revelation Golf. Mm-hmm. I do golfing, and they teach you how to golf. They um, that's their whole thing to teach you how to golf. Um, and if you're there for, they gave me uh, um, some golf clubs too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't have to buy any golf clubs, but they want to make sure that you're going to come out and, um, you know, play. You don't, you don't want to give people golf clubs if they're not going to do it. Yeah. So my first experience with them at Heinz, they took us to Revelation Golf out in Cantini. And so when I went, I was the only late female on the bus. All the others were guys. So Jesse Brown, they bring their people out there. So they had a big group of females. And so they asked me, well, did I want to um, stay with the guys from Heinz or did I want to join the female group there? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'll go with the females. Okay. And those were the nicest, best group of females that I, you know, met uh-huh. after I was out the military. And they're all military people too. Yeah. So, um, so now with that, with the people that I met, you know, through Revelation Golf, it's like a sisterhood. So we do quite a few things together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so besides Revelation Golf, I do Adaptive Adventures. Okay. So Adaptive Adventures with them, I go rock climbing, I um, cycling, dragon boat racing, um, kayaking. So that's what Adaptive Adventures. And that's a group that works with military personnel as well as people with um, disabilities. And um, then I go to the Chicago Park District. They have a lot of um, activities there. They have um, archery, pickleball. For veterans? Or- yeah. Okay. This On Monday through Thursday, the Park District has veteran they have a veterans group, you know, person who runs the veterans program, and they only do, only veterans can come to this program. Okay. And it's free of charge. And then they have biathlon training where you get to shoot a uh, laser rifle if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Then on oh my gosh. Thursdays, again, it's the multi-sports thing again. Okay. And um, then they have judo. So all these activities are free for veterans. That's so nice. So and it's, um, if you can go to as many as you want to or as less, the least amount if you want to. Mm-hmm. But I participate in everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You deserve it. You're, you're retired now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you've, it's nice that they have all those activities that you can take advantage of and then in the winter they have this called the valor games they have a winter valor valor games and then the summer they have that the valor games which will be coming up in august okay so you would just call the park district and let them know that you you're interested in the valor games Mm -hmm. and that's usually at soldier fields and at different park districts i mean different park districts around so you would do um you do row and you get medals for it too. Mm-hmm. So you do rowing, you do discus throwing, um, shot put, and then um, we would go up 
by the lakefront, you do archery with that's during the Valor Games. And then okay. the, for the Valor Games winners session, they teach you how to use um, snowshoes. Um, and then they kind of partner with the Allen Force and they bring out this. It's, it's like a not a chair, but you sit in it. And it's a, you know, oh, what I'm, yeah, I can't think of the name. Yeah, that adaptability chair. Like it's, mm -hmm. yeah, it looks right. like, I've seen it. Yeah, um, so they can. They're yeah. going to have it at that women's, women veterans right. okay. expo. Yeah. So, I mean, and they let you, they'll let you test it out and everything too. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you don't have, and then they have uh, cycling. And then Shirley Ryan, they work with Adaptive Adventures for the um, rock climbing. So they have rock climbing in the winter time at um mm -hmm. have you done the rock climbing yeah i do rock climbing too. oh <laughs> look at you so they have rock climbing in the winter and in the summer they have rock climbing at um maggie daly park okay uh-huh and it's it's free for veterans so okay it's free uh and then i just did this activity with the call to shoulders and we made the pins and so um he was telling, he told me that it, he, he would like for veterans to come there and he'll show them how to use the machines. And he, his goal is to get veterans to maybe start their own business, mm -hmm. which is yeah. a good thing. And so I said, I really enjoyed making this pen. So ink pen. And so I think I would, I told him I'm gonna come back because mm -hmm. I want to learn yeah. how to make stuff. So. And those pens are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll, um, I'll have to include that one picture oh. that either that that one that you had from uh, that they posted of you. Okay. Um, because that was uh, it's a really it's a really cool pen. Um, and isn't it made out of like a bullet casing or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a bullet casing. And then there's like a wood part. And is that a ribbon? That yeah. So you can what, what ribbon? Is I think that this. One? What did I pick? I think I picked Desert Storm, but you can oh, cool. you can pick whatever ribbon. So they give you the block of wood, and then you have mm -hmm. to uh, this machine helps you, you shave it down, mm -hmm. and then you have to polish it, and then you have to um, uh, sand it down, and then polish it and everything. Mm -hmm. But like he was saying, when you make this, it's one of a kind because you did it yourself, and nobody in the world will have anything like this because yeah. it's a special. That yeah, you, you handmade it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it it's looks it's a nice heavy pen. It's right. really uh, it's really cool looking and um, awesome. So that and that's over in Aurora, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'll I'll the tag mm -hmm. them on our right. Podcast. So, but yes, and so like I said, with the um, adaptive adventure, they do the dragon boat, which is fun. It's like twenty people in a boat, and okay. we go together and we compete in Chinatown in the at the Ping Tang Park, I think in Chinatown. Okay. And then in Bussy Woods. Oh, okay. Also in June. So you're rowing against other groups and it's, just, it's not now that's not all veterans. That's veterans and people with um disabilities. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So it's a lot of programs out there yeah. for and you're doing guitar lessons and yeah, art the, classes right. through, is that through Heinz or? Well, I did the guitar lessons through Heinz and the, for, they used to have, uh, um, with the, when COVID started, then they cut down on the art lessons, but I mean, the 
our lessons, but they do have four times a year, a women's women's only program where we get together and we do uh, art. Or we do, like one time we made taffy apples. This last one in the winter, we made wreaths for the you know door. Um, and then what else did we do? But they have something different every time. It's just so the women can get together and do something just yeah. for women's thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that I've been asking folks when I've been doing their interviews is, what are you doing for self-care? Mm -hmm. um, because... <laughs> So I know you just listed all these different things, but um, is that, do you feel like this is helping you, you know, maintain a balance with yourself, with your mental health and physical health and all that? Um, and is there anything else that you're doing for yourself? Well, I mean, I'm, I go swimming with the Dare to Try group. That's another group I go swimming with. So that's kind of relaxing. And just what being is it called? Dare to Try dare to try uh -huh. is that a veterans group well not or, really but okay. veterans can go like if they have a disability you know like if they have um i don't know about ptsd but if okay. you know if they had lost a leg or something like that then they mm -hmm. have them to come mm -hmm. but well for my mental health just hanging out with uh my the ladies i go to golf with mm -hmm. and like i said we do we'll get tickets on bed ticks and then we'll go to different activities together mm -hmm. so yeah we just went to a another we one. went to a play to see that girls night play at out in the Plains. girls night play yeah oh i haven't heard of that one yeah it was on vetix you know and so like i've been uh and some t another lady who i go with lisa uh she gets tickets to like a jazz thing and then i'll go to gary sinise's mm -hmm. play so yeah. I just, so the Steppenwolf Theater offers um, tickets for veterans. Yeah, they have a veterans night. Oh, and, veterans night. Yeah, okay. where they can go see the play for free, and they uh, give you like a well. Sometimes it's a it's a big dinner. Like last time we had like a nice salad. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. Can um, like your spouses go or only veterans? No, I think people. Uh, I think you your spouse can go. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I think I, one, I think one person had brought his daughter because, you know, he needed a like ride, a, a ride, right, right, a ride to go. To go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so let's see, that takes what else? Mm -hmm. uh, that, that might be it. Okay. Well, I, well yeah. And that he has a lot of stuff to go. To. Yes. And yes. it's the fee that you pay to go is nominal. It's right. Just, it's just worth yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, are there any other stories you wanted to talk about to include in the mm -hmm. podcast? No, that's it. Just the one I said about where I wish I had went to officer training. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But I, I figure everything works out. And yeah, everything works out in the end. So the way I it's mean, supposed to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm happy with the way things turned out. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I mean, I always tell, um, a lot of people, I think joining the, getting into the military or joining the military was one of the best things I did because, I mean, because like I said, I had a plan and now, you know, I get a pension and everything from them too. So yeah. it might not be a huge one, but every little bit helps. Yes. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. 
Well, Cecily, thanks so much for letting me interview you oh, today. Welcome. And I learned so much about you, even though I, I know you and you're my friend. You know, I got to learn a lot about your time in the reserves, which was interesting. And the different trips you, that you got to go on and all the fun things that you're doing now is um, is very informative and and really and I'm glad to hear that you're able to utilize all these resources that are available to vets. It was it's great to see you in person right. and everything too. Me so. too, because it's been a couple of years when we went to lunch. You know, yeah, uh, right, yeah, all yeah, right. So. But it was nice seeing you again, too. Yeah. You know, and we're going to have to do lunch more often. Yeah, we'll do yeah. lunch again. More than, sooner than later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and I appreciate any feedback. If you are a lady veteran and would like to be interviewed, you can reach out through my website, saveitforthedrive.com. You can get this podcast through the website, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcast. Always remember everyone deployed. And whenever you have a great story to tell, remember to save it for the drive. <laughs>